the first training that I ever did, I sat at the back with my mum and dad. It was my training, it was my training for my team. And I sat at the back and I just didn't want to speak because I thought I was going to get found out. I thought that I would get up and train and everyone would go, what? How, how did she get there? Well, that, that doesn't make sense. No, I thought she was like this, this like amazing person. I thought she was like really skilled and really good at what she does, but no, she's rubbish. How did she get there? Hey everyone, it's Carly here and you're listening to the Made For More podcast and I'm so excited to be bringing you this little solo episode today. So today I'm going to be talking to you about a really interesting subject called imposter syndrome. Now you may know about imposter syndrome, you may think, oh god, yeah, I know about this, I've experienced it, I'm I'm all about it. And you may be thinking, okay, cool, I, I really need to get into this. You may be thinking, imposter syndrome. I'm not, I'm not an imposter. What's she talking about? You may have no idea what I'm talking about. But whether you know what I'm talking about or not, I know that you have experienced it. I know that because everyone at every level of their business, regardless of what success they have and what experience levels they're at, they all experience this at some point. So I really want to deep dive into this and just really kind of like unpick it and unravel it so we can figure out exactly how to identify it in ourselves but also how to overcome it and how to actually get through it because it's not a great place to be in it can be really great it can actually teach us some really interesting things about ourselves but it's also a lot of the time not a great place to be but I do first of all just want to say thank you so much for all of your support so obviously I always ask if everyone is loving this please share on your insta stories and you know please leave me a review and so far I've got 104 five-star reviews which is just just mind-blowing and listen to this the other day I got an email saying that I'm currently number 15 in the entrepreneur charts in the UK I mean what the hell what the hell honestly I put it on my vision board I'm just looking at my vision board now actually I put it on my vision board when I first started this podcast I took a screenshot of the top charts on Apple iTunes of the it was actually the business top chart and I photoshopped out number one and I put my (laughs) podcast in there and I just can't believe that I'm like 15 in the entrepreneur charts that's just mind-blowing and that's because of all of your amazing support and how you share it and how you show the love and I just honestly can't thank you enough. And of course, if you haven't yet left a review and you want to, obviously it does make such a massive difference. It really, really does. It makes such a massive difference to me, but just in terms of getting out there and sharing it with more people, it makes a world of difference. So if you're loving this podcast, please take a screenshot, put it onto your Insta story, share it with anyone that you think will find this interesting as well. And I do always try and reply or give you a a little smiley face or I try as much as I can, as long as my little boy is not running around naked with my phone in his mouth (laughs) at the time that you message which to be honest actually is probably 75% of the day but as long as it's not in that situation I will always try and reply Um, and I absolutely love talking to you in my DM so thank you so much so let's get into imposter syndrome Oh, it's a deep one. So imposter syndrome can, if you actually look at the definition online, it is defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. So imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. So basically, you live in a state of fear that you're constantly going to get found out and you're going to get exposed as a fraud. Now, 
you may not actually feel this or you may have not even really tapped into the point of thinking like oh yeah that is what totally what I feel but it's that kind of like that self-doubt all the time it's always when you're leveling up to that next level it's always when you're stepping out of your comfort zone and, and or even thinking about stepping out of your comfort zone that's where imposter syndrome normally completely comes in and swipes us out so that fear of being exposed as a fraud and I feel so passionate about this subject because I really have have had this at so many points I I honestly have had this at so many points and I continue to have it now you know I still have those feelings now another feeling of, of feeling like you have imposter syndrome is that you you kind of ask yourself can I take on this responsibility like can I be trusted to have the responsibility of this new role or to be helping people in the way that I I want to be helping people and you actually worry that people's perception of your ability is actually higher than what your ability is do you know what I mean so you think they think you're better than what you are but actually they a lot of the time know more than you do about how good you are (laughs) so like I said this is at all experience levels and so many times at so many levels people will walk into a room and question whether they belong in that room and they'll think do I even deserve to be here? Do I do I belong here? Is this where I'm meant to be? Like, have I just accidentally ended up in this room and everyone's looking at me thinking, why is she here or why is he here? And one of the biggest feelings that people think when they're in that kind of imposter syndrome place is what if I disappoint someone? I don't want to let anyone down. I don't want anyone to discover who I really am and discover actually I'm not that good or discover that, oh, maybe I'm not qualified to do this and you're going to let people down. That really, actually, that massively gets in the way of your ability to serve people. And if you started a business in any way, whether it's a network marketing business, whether you created a product, whether you're a coach, whether you're whatever it is, you've started that probably because you want to help people. You think that you have, with your product, you may have the solution to someone's problem. With your coaching, you want to help people feel better about themselves. With your network marketing business, you want to help someone create a better life for themselves. And when you're in that place of feeling like, oh God, I just don't want to disappoint someone, or you're constantly doubting yourself, that really does get in the way of your ability to help and serve other people. So this is why I feel so passionately about kind of identifying it and just shining a bit of a light on it. So first of all, one of the first signs that you have imposter syndrome, and again, I just want to point this out, having imposter syndrome does not mean that you are an imposter. Having imposter syndrome just means that you doubt your ability and you doubt whether you're worthy of the level of success that you're striving for or the level of success that you actually have. So I'm not calling you an imposter by any stretch of the imagination. It just means that you are not living in the place of self-worth and self-belief that you need to be yet. So one of the first signs is that you have guilt about charging for your product or charging for your service. So if you feel guilty about, if you're a coach, and you feel guilty about charging for your service, because I mean, coaching, you could physically give it for free. It doesn't cost you money in that hour. You could give it away for free, but you feel guilty about it. Then that's a sign that you're struggling with imposter syndrome because you don't see your value yet. You don't see your worth. And if you're offering your product or your service at crazy prices or even offering it for free, that's a real good sign that you're you don't value what you have. You don't value what you have to offer yet. And that's why you are you feel guilty about offering those prices. Or you, you even might feel shame. That's another, you know, emotion that you might feel around money. I mean, that's twofold. That, that money thing is imposter syndrome. And there's also a little bit of a money mindset 
thing there as well. If you check out my Instagram, I did an IGTV on money mindset, just five signs that you, um, you might need to do some work on your money mindset. So that's number one. Number two is that you never offer your services first. So, oh my God, I had this so many times. I remember when I was first starting in my business, obviously my network marketing company is um, like health and wellness. So people would come to me because they either want to change their lifestyle. So they want more money, they want more time. They don't want to work in their job that they hate anymore. They hate the people that they work with or that they really want to get healthy and they want to eliminate all the toxins and the the chemicals out of their lifestyle and, and live a cleaner a cleaner life. And I've had this so many times in the beginning of my business where I wasn't confident in myself and probably wasn't confident in, in what I was offering. And someone would literally be stood in front of me saying, do you know what? I just really want a job or a business where I can work for myself. I can work from anywhere in the world. I can do it on my time. I choose who I work with. I want it kind of, I'd love it if it was in like the health and wellness space, you know, like really working with some nice, like clean products. And I just want a good established company. And I'd literally sit there and I'd be like mm, um uh, yeah okay I'll let you know if anything comes up <laughs> and I just freaked out because I was like oh my god I can't I can't even bring myself to say I'm your girl I've got the answer because I doubted myself so much I just was literally like yeah yeah I'll, I'll let you know if if I hear of anything I just the, the amount of times I'd walk away and think you knob, what is wrong with you? What is actually wrong with you? But that was imposter syndrome. That's imposter syndrome, literally to a T. So some of you might be resonating with that. Some of you might be thinking, oh my God, I've so done that. I've literally, the amount of times I've like danced down the potato aisle of Tesco's, knowing that I should offer my opportunity to someone, but just freaking out because I just doubt myself so much. So yeah, if you, if you find yourself doing a little dance around the potatoes, I've been there, babe, don't worry. Thirdly is people-pleasing. So I've touched on, on this before on my podcast, but people-pleasing are worried that someone's gonna think less of you. So that's, I mean, people-pleasing is such a big, big one. And loads of people really do struggle with this. I wanna say suffer then, but it's not suffering. It's just struggling with it. And uh, yeah, it's something to really, really get in check, but that's definitely a, a sign that you're in the imposter syndrome situ. And then this one, oh. I feel strongly about this one. The addiction to education and learning. So if you are obsessed with learning and podcasts and books and courses and training calls and all the time you are you're constantly feeling like you need more information more information I just need to learn more learn more learn more but you never put any of it into action that is imposter syndrome at its finest because you don't believe that you are able to go out there and serve or do what you need to do without knowing more information you you don't believe that what you know right now you don't, you don't believe that you have the ability to do it. So if you feel like you need more, more, more all the time in order to feel worthy of helping other people, then yeah, that's a red flag. And you're gonna get paralyzed because the weirdest thing is actually, when you're in that place of like education, addiction, and kind of like over consuming information all the time, the weirdest thing is, is that you actually get paralyzed because the more you start learning, the more you realize you actually don't know everything. And so you actually get worse and worse. Like when I first started my business, I knew nothing about network marketing. I knew nothing about health and wellness or anything in that area. And I was like blissfully 
unaware. We always say it's like ignorance on fire. I didn't really know a lot. So I went out and I thought I knew everything because I knew my presentation. I thought, oh my God, I am an absolute wizard network marketing. And then the more I got into the business, the more I started learning. And then I'd get on training calls and I'd hear something else that just blew my mind. And then I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know anything. Wow. I cannot be out there talking about network marketing because I don't know anything about this industry. And the fact is, I did know a lot about network marketing as an industry and I could have gone out and really helped and educated a lot of people. But because I didn't know everything and I didn't know everything that was I was learning and everything on all the training calls, I thought I didn't know enough. And that's a real big thing that holds so many people back. And the fact is, we will never know everything. No one will ever know everything. There is always so much to learn. And so you just have to keep checking in with yourself and, and thinking, yeah, but do I know enough? Like the, the, to do the job that I'm trying to do, do I know how to do that? Like I may not know all the bells and whistles and all that extra fancy stuff, but do I know how to do the job that I'm trying to do? Do I know how to sell this product? This product that I'm trying to sell, do I know enough about it to know that this is genuinely the product for that person? That's what you want to keep asking yourself. Um, So yeah, if you're in that addiction to education and learning phase, we need to have a little chat. The next one is comparing yourself to others. So this is another really, really big one. And it's such a, seems like such an obvious one, but you really can compare yourself to others, especially on Instagram. Like you can go on Instagram and you can check out someone who is exactly like you. They're not exactly like you, but they're in the same field as you and they're trying to do the same thing. And just instantly you go, well, I'm not that. I don't have that. I don't know that. I I didn't do it like that. And you just instantly start looking at all the things that, you don't know. And so you say to yourself, well, I'm not worthy of being in this position or I'm not worthy of being where they are yet because I don't know all of these things or I don't do all of these things. So comparison to others is a really big one. And um, there's just no point because ultimately what I've learned really is that no one really knows what they're doing. Like everyone's information has come from learning it from someone else. Whoever you are looking at now and you think, oh my God, they're amazing. They just know everything about everything. They have thought that about their inspiration. You know, they they have someone that they look at and they are so inspired by that person and they learn from that person and they think, oh my God, she knows so much more than me. Oh my God, okay. And they're learning from that person. So no one has it all together. No one has it all together. No one knows everything. No one has nailed it. And they're like, yes, I am bossing this subject. Everyone is learning all the time. And it's a school day for everyone. And then lastly, is the fear of disappointing people and the fear of having that responsibility. This starts from a child, to be honest, like our fear of disappointing people. This is actually one of my biggest ones. I hate, I still to this day do hate disappointing people. I hate the idea that someone thought a way of me and then something that I've done has made them think differently. That literally crushes me because I just... It's a disappointment thing. And I know that it comes from things that have happened in my childhood. These aren't bad things, by the way. These are tiny, tiny, tiny things that are insignificant to anyone else. But when things happen to you as a child, they really have a lasting impact. And like my parents would would never even know that this impacted or my brother would never even know that this impacted me. But it's tiny things like, you know, like your, your mum and dad asking you to do something and then you forget to do it. And then they're really annoyed about it. Just as as a normal parent would be, they'd be like, damn it, I asked you to do that and you didn't do that. But those things as a child, 
hurt, you know, and they're like, oh man, I, I disappointed my parents. And especially because your parents are like the people that you want to impress so much and they're the people that you look up to so much. If ever you feel like you've disappointed them in any way, even the tiniest, tiniest thing, like I remember when I was at school, this is where one of my disappointment stories come from. I wasn't particularly academic at all and I always just did enough to get by. And I went to a really good school. I got a scholarship to a private school, an all-girls private school. Thank God I got the scholarship because otherwise I wouldn't have gone. Um, but anyway, it was a really small class. And I remember I was doing my, I think it was my year nine SATs, I think. Anyway, I had a history exam and I literally don't care about that subject at all. Science, history, geography, actually all the subjects apart from drama and art I didn't really care about at all so I didn't learn anything I never I never did any studying and so I've got really long legs by the way for any of you that don't know (laughs) and I've got the space between my knee and my hip is really long and once I looked and I thought that's a big space I can get a lot of information on on that leg so (laughs) the skirts we used to wear at my all-girls school they were like a kilt right and you could just whip it open and your thigh your whole thigh would be exposed so going into that history exam I wrote an entire historical exam piece on my thigh see a femur or am I just trying to get too fancy I don't know if your femur is your arm Maybe it's the bottom part of your leg. I'm not sure. Anyway, we'll go with thigh. And I wrote it there. Anyway, someone dobbed me in. Someone in the class dobbed me in. I got told off and my parents got called into my school. And they obviously they got told off as well on my behalf. And then obviously they came home and absolutely bollocked me. And I was so, oh God, I felt so gutted. And I I was so upset with myself that I disappointed them. And you know, when you just see, you see your parents' face and you think, oh, yeah, I did it this time. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And when they use the phrase, we're not we're not angry, we're just disappointed. Oh man, right through the heart. And it's things like that. Like it's not a massive event, but they stick with you those things. So anyway, things like this is where my fear of disappointing people has come from. Oh my god, that was like an insight into my mind. That was like a step into my therapy session. So that's a really big one. So you might have things like that as well. Tiny little things that happen as a kid and you think, "Oh, maybe that's why I am the way I am. I always find it so interesting. But I just want to give you um, a share a story with you as well of a time where imposter syndrome completely reared its ugly head and just was out in full force. So I, when I was doing my business, about two and a half years into my business, I promoted to the third level. And, and at this level, this is like a really, it's a really prestigious level to get to. And it's where you earn the, the cash award to get your car and people kind of look at you at that level and they're like, oh my God, they're, they're at that level. And you, like, people really want to get to that level. And I remember I had my first training and when you get to that level, you host your own big training where all your team come together and I had it in a conference room of a, of a hotel. I joined together with a couple of other people at that level as well. And the first training that I ever did, I sat at the back with my mum and dad. It was my training. It was my training for my team. And I sat at the back And I just didn't want to speak because I thought I was going to get found out. I thought that I would get up and train and everyone would go, what? How how did she get there? That that doesn't make sense. No, I thought she was like this, this like amazing person. I thought she was like really skilled and really good at what she does. But no, she's rubbish. How did she get there? And I just, the imposter syndrome was just out in full force and it freaked me out that I was going to get found out. And that's because my level of personal development just hadn't reached 
my level of success yet. So I always think with your personal development, it needs to be a step ahead of your success every single time. You know, if you feel like you're kind of, you're matched or if you do keep doubting yourself, you've got to ramp up that personal development. I don't mean get addicted to learning and get addicted to education, but I do mean just really start looking at where the where the cracks are in your belief in yourself and really ramp that up because you want your personal development to be a little step ahead of the curve. But yeah, imposter syndrome really occurs because everything is subjective. You know, there's no gauge. When I'm stood at the front of that training, there's no gauge for someone to say, yes, she's worthy of being up there because of blah, 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 blah. It's all subjective. Someone might look at me up there and say, oh my God, she's amazing. She's the best trainer I've ever seen. Someone else might be up there and think, she's awful. What's she even talking about? So it's so subjective. So ultimately, people decide themselves what value they see in things. And it's so, so important that we find and we trust the value that we bring. That's what's really important because you can have two two things and they both do exactly the same thing, but they both have very different values. So say, for example, you've got a car, You've got a um, Citroen Saxo. That was my first ever car. Shout out to the Saxo drivers. Or you can have a nice beaming. Now I've got a Mercedes GLE AMG. It's an absolute beast. They both do exactly the same things. You know, they're both cars. They both get me from A to B. They both do the same thing. But people see values in in very different things. If you were to look at the Citroën Saxo and the price difference to, to a Mercedes, it's massively, massively different. But someone will buy both of those things. I'm not saying the same person will buy both products, but someone will buy the cheap Citroen Saxo. I say it's cheap. My parents probably didn't think it's cheap when they bought it for me when I was 17. I think like that literally rinsed them dry, bless them. But someone will buy that and they will be chuffed to bits with that. Someone will also buy the Mercedes GLE and be so, so chuffed to bits with that. So people will find value in whatever they think is valuable. So we cannot base our value on the opinion of other people. We can only base it on what we think and the value that we put upon ourselves. So the reason we get imposter syndrome is that we actually, we need to decide our value, like I said, and we just need to be le- learn to be comfortable and confident in that. That's really where we get to. So how do you actually overcome it? So you've identified, maybe you've listened to these things and thought, oh my God, I am rife with imposter syndrome, I'm literally riddled. Um, And that is absolutely fine if you are, do not worry, because if you haven't had it yet, you will get it. If you have got it now, or you have had it at points before, it's just part of us. It is part of us. It's not that like, whenever you say syndrome, it sounds like something you're like diagnosed with, but we all, it's just part of us. Okay, we just need to know how to how to deal with it. So how do you overcome it? The first thing you need to look at is that, like I said, it's just, it's part of us. It's not the whole of us, it's just a part of us. So whenever you're in that place of feeling insecure or you've got self-doubt or you're questioning yourself, just think, what does this part of me need right now? Like when something like that pipes up, it's because it's missing something. We haven't served it. We haven't fed it what it wants. And so that part of you right now, just ask yourself, what does that need right now? So for me, I know that whenever I'm doubting myself or I'm in that self-doubt or I'm just thinking, oh my God, I'm going to get found out and maybe I'm not as good as people think I am, then it's always validation for me. And the most important thing though is that I need to feel validated, but 
you can't look externally for validation. Because whenever you look externally, whenever you're looking for other people to validate you, that's a whole vicious cycle because you're gonna keep never ever doubting yourself and obsessing about other people validating you. And if you don't get that validation, that's gonna spark a whole kind of self-doubt spiral as well. So you need to actually validate yourself. You need to give yourself that validation. And the way that you do that is just look for evidence, look for what you've done and say, no, but what do what do I offer? Like, what can I give? And what do I bring to the table? Instead of thinking, yeah, but she has that, she has that, and I don't have any of those things. Think to yourself, yeah, but what do I bring? Why am I worthy of this success? So, you know, in my in my experience, when I was in that place of, when I was up in my, um, at that training, and I was doubting myself, and I asked myself, like, yeah, but I've not got here by fluke. I've not just arrived at this level in my business by accident. Why do I deserve to be here? And actually looking at all the reasons why I did deserve to be there was so, so helpful. And yes, I wasn't like all the other people that had been at that level for a really long time because I hadn't got that experience yet. But there was lots of reasons why I did deserve to be at that level. And so that was a really important exercise. And just give approval to yourself. You know, like I said, you just got to look at what you do bring and give approval to to yourself. But imposter syndrome can be great as well even though I'm talking here and and I'm making it sound like it's awful and it's this big bad monster it can be great as well because it encourages humility you know it really makes us get humble again and it keeps you hungry to learn and that kind of urgency to keep being better and keep bettering yourself and working on yourself none of us will ever be perfect and none of us will never will ever know everything we just need to focus on what we do know but it kind of brings us down a level to think okay I'm not I don't know everything I might be really good in this in this section but I don't know everything and I'm still really really hungry to learn and when you're in that place of being hungry to learn that's such a powerful place to be in that's when magic is built because that's when you're going to keep growing and keep being able to serve others in a better way. The second reason why imposter syndrome can be great is that it actually shows that you really care. Like you obviously really care about getting results and offering a really good service and you care about your product delivering on the on the promise. You, you know, you care about getting those results. That's an amazing thing. That's your superpower. That's something that you should always remember when you're when you're doubting yourself. If you didn't care, if you literally were like, sod it, I'm going to sell them this product, but I don't really care if it works or not. Or, you know, I'm going to sign them up to my business, but I don't care what they do. It doesn't matter if they don't, if they don't get any success. The reason why you stress so much about it is because you want to give them the results. You want this to be the thing that really, really helps them. And again, that's an amazing quality. So focus on that as well. So if you're listening to this and thinking, well, yeah, that's all really well and good. And it's all good to just, you know, doubt yourself and then focus on all the good that you do bring and, and whatever. But if you're, you're if you're sitting here and thinking, yeah, but am I actually qualified to be doing what I'm doing though? Like, is this actually, should I really be doing this? Then I just want to ask you one question. So the thing I want to ask you is, if someone came to you and they asked for exactly what it is your offer, you're offering. So say, for example, they wanted to join your network marketing business or you're a beauty therapist and they came to you and asked you to do one of their treatments or they were buying a product from you and they asked for exactly what it is that, you, that you're offering. And they were the only person that you're working with and you were fully focused on that person. Could you give them results? Like, could you coach that person through the network marketing business to make the first steps 
to really start their business? Could you tell them, like show them all the resources that they need to go? If you're a beauty therapist, could you give them the result that they want? If they say that they want to come in and they want to have this thing done, could you give them that? And they walk out and be happy with that treatment. Because if the answer is yes, then the only thing you need is more evidence. You just you just need more evidence that you're good at what you do. That's it. You just need to focus on, you know, more times that you've, have a look at all the times that you have done it well and have a look at all the times that you have given someone exactly what they wanted and focus on that. And if you don't have enough of those results yet, just go out and get some more of those results. You just need some more evidence. That's the only difference. But if you if you ask yourself, can I deliver on what I'm offering though? If the answer is yes, you're all good. If it's a no, then that's fine as well. You just need more experience and you need more evidence. Okay, so you need to get more evidence, more experience, and you need to get more evidence. So a really great way of doing this is to just do some stuff for free. I'm not saying like all the time do stuff for free, but say, for example, if you're starting out as a coach and you're trialing all of this and you're you're trying to find your way of doing it, then just get three clients that you work with. And you say, look, I'm going to do this for free for you, or I'm going to do this at a reduced, a massively reduced price. I just want to get some testimonials. I just want to get some evidence so that I can really kind of you know, hone my skills and build on what I've got. And then once you've done that, once you've got your evidence, your experience, make sure you move out of that space because you don't want to be always in that place of offering stuff for free and thinking, yeah, I'll be ready when, or if I just do this, then one more client for free, one more testimonial, then I'll be okay. Just get a little bit under your belt so you can say you've tried it and you can say that what you're doing works. You can say that the product or the service, whatever it is that you're offering, does deliver the results of what that person is wanting. As soon as you've got that, you're good to go. And the last thing I just want to really, really, really reiterate is just do not get addicted to the information. Do not get addicted to the podcast. And, you know, sometimes some people say to me, they kind of brag about how many podcasts they've listened to or how many audiobooks they've listened to and I'm like that is all good but what have you done with that information so don't get addicted to the information get addicted to the action like the action is everything the action is the exact answer that's going to get you out of that imposter syndrome Okay, so I get get so, so focused on that, so addicted to that. And I hope this has resonated with some of you. I hope it's not freaked some of you out and thought, oh my God, I've got imposter syndrome. I've got a syndrome. It's all good. We're all the same. It's just a really kind of like full on title to say that basically you're just doubting yourself a little bit and you need to kind of step out of that place. But I hope that I've given you some tools to help get you out of that place and just recognize it. Once you recognize it, that's a really, really good step. And then you can snap yourself out of it. So thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed it. As always, if you do enjoy it, please share it on your socials and just reach out to me as well and tell me what bits you love because I love chatting to you in the DMs. I love kind of getting feedback and just hearing everything that's going on really so yeah and if there's anything that you want me to cover and I haven't yet covered obviously please reach out and let me know and if there's anyone that you want me to interview as well then let me know give me a little head up but yeah I've got some really exciting episodes coming up so thanks so much guys hope you have a wonderful day and remember you are made for so 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 much more than you can even imagine my god if you even knew what your potential was you would literally astound yourself and I'm so excited for you to step into that place Thanks so much, guys. Have a great week. Bye.